welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good morning, church. How's everybody? How many of you are blessed today? Come on. Yes. Aaron always says, how many of you love you some Jesus? The truth is, is man, ah, how could you not? <laughs> and God is so good. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about today. Um, I have a, a, a weird confession. Yesterday I came in, and I'm just thankful that our, our sanctuary doesn't have 24-hour uh, cameras in it. Um, I just had a cool encounter with the Lord, and it was just awesome. And I came in here, and I was just finishing up details on messages. I wrote it on Wednesday and just wanted to go over it, refresh in my mind. And, and I come in, and I'm just distracted. You ever have those days, <laughs> right? Come in distracted, just don't feel really into it. And I just lay on the, the, the sanctuary floor and I just turn on some music, turn off the lights, and I just begin to let God just, uh, his peace over me and, and just ask God. I said, God, I don't want to have a, a, a word that changes the world. Father, I want to be obedient and just ask that your word would take root. Come on, amen. And so, um, just so thankful for today. Anyway, so as I'm laying, um, on, the, on the ground, I just feel like he, he literally says, get up. And so I, I got up, and he's like, you are a man of victory, for you are my son, and you are co-heir, and that's who you are. And I just felt like, man, this courage come over me, and I'm not kidding you when I say I hate to dance. When I say hate to dance, like, it's probably on my least favorite things in the world to do is dance. And, uh, yeah, you laugh because you've probably seen us. Aaron and I have been challenged every time we go somewhere to have some weird dance-off. It's horrible and super embarrassing. And, uh, but anyway, I'm not kidding you. I just danced in this place yesterday, and I confess it because I'm not ashamed because that's what the gospel does. That's what the Lord does. He literally stirs our heart and my feet to dance in for him. Come on, amen? And I say all of this because I hope that today you can receive this message with the joy of the Lord, and I just want to pray for us that it would just not just be words that are spoken. I don't want a dynamic word from the, the, the myself, but truly that his word would transform and take root and overflow from our lives. Come on, amen? So let's do that. Father, we thank you for this day. It truly is an amazing gift. We thank you that you are so full of goodness. God, we thank you that you um, truly do go before us and you are behind us. You are all around us. Lord, I'm just so, uh, just in awe of you today. God, I pray that your word, um, God, would take and that, Father, the overflow of each heart that is listening today, Father, I just pray that it would take root and that, Father, the overflow truly would be your kingdom. God, we desire for no words of man, but, God, we desire your word. And so, Lord, let it transform hearts today. Let it transform lives today. Father, with those with ears here and, and, and eyes see, Father, we just thank you for the, the, the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, amen. I I need, yeah, I just need help today, I'm telling you. Third service, doing this thing. God is good. Somebody say it. Yes. So today, um, I, I want to uh, start off the service with the song that I literally started dancing to yesterday. And it just stirred this in me because there's such truth in this. The song is called Anything is Possible. It's by Bethel, and it says this. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your light. There is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You have always been with us. 
There is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. There is no army with the power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, we have already won. Show me one thing that he can't do. Show me a mountain that he can't move. He's the God of breakthrough. Anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters that he can't part. He's the God of breakthrough. Anything is possible. Verse three, there's a kingdom that is advancing at the speed of light and his kingdom, every dead thing, in his kingdom, every dead thing is bound to rise. God, our redeemer, he is faithful to revive. Oh, he will revive. And then it gets to this bridge and I'm literally, when I say I was just sitting there, I couldn't stop dancing. It was just beautiful joy. I'm okay if people laugh at me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like David, I'll become even more undignified than this. When he stirs us, listen to this. All of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. That is what God does. It is who he is. And so it became more than a song. It was the foundation of the truth. There is no mountain that can get in the way that God can't move in our lives. Come on. There is no water that he can't part. There is nothing he can't do. And that is the God we serve. Come on. And so today, as we bring forth this this message, I just ask, man, would we truly believe and operate from this place? There's there's, There's this part in there that says, there is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. And at first I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, well, Christ, cross, this. But that was never a weapon. That was God's plan. Come on, amen? That's a sign of victory. Satan didn't do that to him. Jesus obediently gave his life as a surrender sacrifice for us. Come on. And so we operate in victory and from victory today. Come on, Amen. And so today, as Aaron asked me last Saturday, he said, hey, Matt, would you preach? It's been a crazy couple of weeks with weddings and all sorts of stuff, and I was excited to come. And last week I told him, I said, man, Aaron, I feel like God's just asking me to speak a little bit about grace. And grace is so much more than a fuzzy feeling that we have or this this fuzzy word that God gives. Grace is absolute power. Come on. Amen? The word grace literally means free and unmerited favor. Free and unmerited favor, undeserved favor. From the very beginning of time, God has shown us his grace. Grace is his his undeserved favor. Man, think about it for just a minute. Genesis 1, when God created, he literally made everything in grace. Come on, amen. We didn't deserve to give us light and give us life. Have the God of creation pour out and make this earth and give us light and give us life. We didn't deserve any of that. We were literally made in the grace of God. That is so powerful and huge for us to comprehend and understand. Scripture also tells us there's nothing that we do that we earn our place with God, but it's all about his grace. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not by our own doing. It is the gift of God. I'm going to say it again. For the grace of God, for by the grace of God, you've been saved through faith. And this is not by your own doing. It is the gift of God. Man, it's God's grace that he has poured out. 
It is truly a gift that we are saved, and I'm just thankful this morning. And so I want to talk about three avenues of, of grace today and what it does, and um, we really dive into it in 1 Corinthians 15, 9 through 10. But the truth is, is we need God's grace. Come on, amen? I don't know about you, but that is definitely for my life. We need God's grace. 1 Corinthians 15, 9 through 10 um, Paul's writing a letter to Corinthians. And if you guys remember last week, Aaron shared about freedom and he shared the story of, of Paul and Silas in prison and, and um, the, the, the earthquake and, and, and the doors fleeing open and the, the guard is gonna kill himself. And Paul says, stop for we are still here. You guys remember the story? And I love what Aaron said last week. Like freedom didn't come from man or the doors being open or fleeing from a, a prison cell. Freedom comes from God and God alone. And not only do they, they know who they are in God and they know God's grace, because of that, they stand firm and they share the gospel with this, with, with this um, guard and comes to know Jesus as Savior. Come on. And not only that, but their family comes to know Jesus as Savior. And then they're set free. And Paul was never concerned about man's freedom because he already knows he has freedom in Christ. I love this. And we get a, a heart of Paul through those kind of a stories. And so today I wanna pick up in 1 Corinthians 15, nine through 10, and we see three different principles of grace right from this one scripture. Listen to this in verse nine. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. I absolutely love this. Here's Paul. Man, I persecuted the church. I killed Christians. I do not deserve to be an apostle. But this is what he says right here. This is unbelievable. Verse 10. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Whew. And then he goes on and says, and his grace, and his grace to me was not without effect. God's grace affects us. Come on, amen. And not just, not without effect, the effect was that he worked harder than all of them. But it wasn't by his efforts, it was by God's grace. So today we start off with this. God's grace covers us. Say it with me. God's grace covers you. God's grace covers us. Romans, verse 23, we all know it. Verse 23 and 24, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Someone say amen. Oh, that is powerful. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The truth is, is we are in need of God's grace and we have to acknowledge that we need God's grace or something else begins to stir in our hearts. It's called self-righteousness. It's called pride. It's called selfishness. And when we don't understand or lose or, or forget that we are in need of God's grace, then what happens is we come with a judgmental spirit actually believing that we're better than somebody else. We do that all the time in our society today because the truth is, is we have to be reminded all the time that we are in need of God's grace. Jesus teaches this in Matthew 5. It says, God blesses those who are poor in spirit and realize their need for him. 
For the kingdom of God, or for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of God, or for heaven, is theirs. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I need God's grace in my life. Come on. Anybody? The Lowry name needs God's grace. Come on, you can say amen to that. Have you ever met Titus? <laughs> Have you ever met me? Man, we are in need of God's grace. I, I look at the Lowry name. It's a strong name. Um, our family literally, I, I'm pretty sure we're Irish because we're so stubborn that we won't. Don't know, but we're one or the other. We want to be Scottish, so who knows? Our family argues all the time about it, and so don't know, but we're one or the other. And, uh, but the whole name, it's a strong name, all of these things, but a lot of it is built in pride and, and selfishness. And I look at the Lowry name and go, man, I'm thankful for God's grace over the Lowry family. Come on. My dad, at 14 years old, came home from school one day, and his family actually moved, and he was left at 14 years old to grow up, and, and he had, I'm sure that led to all sorts of fun decisions, things. He, he eventually grew up, joined the Marines, and then the Marines, he, he, uh, he made the recon uh, for recon special forces, eventually uh, found out that he couldn't continue because of his eyesight, and so he, he went to this place called Chicago where he met my mom, and my mom was uh, religious. You know what I'm talking about? She grew up her entire life in a Catholic church, went to Catholic school, and the only thing she knew about God is you had to work your way. It was about efforts. It was about trying and thriving and striving to be in God's grace. And I love this story because it's, it's, it's beautiful. My, my parents know Jesus today by the grace of God. Come on. It isn't by their own efforts, trust me. We all fall short. I feel like the Lowry name has had this uh, addiction over, that has been over a, a, a name for, for decades or how, who knows how long. I've had family members struggle with addiction of alcohol and drugs, and we've seen it run its course. I, I know that my, my mom's side of the family, just this whole idea of religion and, and, and never knowing God, but by the grace of God, I can tell you this. My mom doesn't just know Jesus as Savior. She literally knows his voice and has a prophetic word and an anointing in her life. Come on, amen? She hears the voice of God. She speaks the voice of God. And one of the most encouraging people I've ever met in my entire life, by the grace of God. <laughs> my dad, man, of all the different things that he could go in and out of, he's rooted in truth. My entire life, he's always pointed me to the knowledge of the word of God. Struggling and striving to find it in his, our own lives and our own family, but always pointed back to the root, the foundation of the word of God. Come on, amen? And by the grace of God, I can tell you, he's here today. With all the strife and all the things that have gone on in our family's thing, we know who we are as sons and daughters. My life, 14 years old, I definitely shouldn't shouldn't be in ministry. I, I'm just like Paul. I do not deserve this place. Don't. 14 years old, God gives me this, this young lady, 13. She's 13. Her name's Darcy Lowry. My first kiss, never dated anybody else. I truly believe it was by his grace. Saved me from going through all of these different things. And to this day, we've been married 17 years, have three kids, and I believe we have a beautiful foundation of marriage through communication, but more importantly, by the grace of God. 18 years old, 
I broke my back, the, the, my graduation day of high school. I was going to go run D1 track. I was going to go run for Junior Olympics. I was super excited. Break my back, my graduation day of high school. And I didn't know what to do on an off year, so I moved to a little place called Wichita, Kansas, and met this youth pastor who was already balding. And uh, this is why he doesn't let me have the mic very often. But it's fun. He just started in youth ministry, and what I loved about Aaron is he has always been a man of encouragement. If you've ever met him, he literally speaks courage everywhere he goes. And he started speaking this ministry into my life and sharpening me, and it wasn't by his words, but it was by the grace in him that God literally rewrote my history, my life, my destiny as a minister of the gospel. Come on, amen? We could go on six months. I've told my testimony of my eyes. I literally, losing my eyesight, told I was going to go blind in six months. The body of Christ prays for me. God shows me his grace, heals my eyes so I could see. I think it's hilarious that I'm a photographer and I do video because all of it's based on my vision. But the truth is, is when God gives us his vision, it truly matters. It's God's grace in our lives. The grace has covered me. It's gone before me. And every single day, I have to remember I have to walk in it. Come on. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The truth is, is when we know our need for Christ and we humble ourselves, God showers us with his grace and his grace is sufficient for every single one of your weaknesses. Come on, if that doesn't resonate with each one of us, thank you, Lord, it's not by my faulty efforts because I've fallen short. Thank you, Lord, that I don't deserve this place or even to the breath that I breathe, but yet you continue to cover me with your grace. And not only does it cover me, but it empowers me. And that's the second part of grace. Grace empowers us. My first scripture I ever learned was not John 3.16, although it's the perfect example of God's grace. For God so what? Loved he loved the world so much that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It is the story of God's grace. He gave his son. He says the joy set before me endured the cross. He gave his son. But the very first scripture I ever learned was um, an interesting one. I was in an Awanas program, and we had an, a, an award system. You know what I'm talking about? Like you, you, you learn more scripture. You get cool things that you could spend money at the store and do, and I thought it was cool. And so I learned, uh, uh, my first scripture I ever learned was in first grade, and it was Titus 2.11 and 12. Titus 2.11 and 12 says this, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Everybody say all. For the grace of God that has appeared, that has offered salvation to all people, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Someone say amen. 
Listen to that for a minute. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all people. God's grace is for all people because we were made by the grace of God. <laughs> Come on, amen? It's not for some. It's not for the chosen. We are the chosen because he chose to make us in his grace. This is a beautiful understanding. God is for everyone. And it is by his grace that we overcome the temptations of our flesh. He empowers us through his grace. This is so important. He empowers us through his grace to say no to ungodliness, no to, guess what? The addiction that's over the Lowry name doesn't even hold in comparison to the grace of God. It conquers, it delivers, it crushes, and it frees me from this whole thing. You want to know what I'm proud of today? I'm proud to say I've never drank alcohol, been drunk in my life, and I have no desire to. Zero. It's not to throw stones, it's not to do anything, but I know that there's this overlying thing in our family. I will never touch it, I will never let it affect me because the truth is, is I'm free from it. That's who I am. By the grace of God, it empowers me to say no to ungodliness and worldly desires. To live upright and godly in today's age. God's grace isn't just for some, it's for us now to live in the fullness of it. Come on. I love this. Romans 6, 14 and 15 says this. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. I love this. Aaron brought it up after first service to me. He goes, Matt, you said something in that, that Romans 6 verse. He goes, listen to this. It says, you live under the freedom of God's grace. What does that mean? We have a roof, a canopy, a covering over us, and it's God's grace. And when we walk and we are under that covering, we are in the fullness of God, and it's called freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We have a covering over us. And because of God's grace, it's not an excuse to say, hey, I'm, I'm just a messed up man and I, I'm just going to keep doing the things that I'm doing. No, it frees us from those things because that's the power of God's grace. Yeah. We don't keep sinning because of God's grace. God's grace empowers us to overcome sin. Come on. We have to operate under God's grace and it will empower us to overcome the things that Satan is constantly trying to rewrite and to tell us that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, we're not any of those things. And the truth is, is God said, hey, my grace is sufficient. God's grace has set us free. And because God's grace has set us free, the third, God's grace sends us. Okay, God's grace covers us, God grace, God's grace empowers us. God's grace sends us. This is huge. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 10 says this. The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of so, excuse me, therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. 
Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Come on, amen? Whew. The end is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded and devote yourself to prayer. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Listen to this. Each of you should be, use whatever gift you have received to serve each other as faithful stewards of God's grace. We get to steward God's grace. Let me tell you right now, God's amazing grace for my life that covers me and that empowers me is not just for me. It, it's not for me. It's for him. Come on, amen? It's for his glory. I'm thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful that he loves us enough. All of those things to send his son. But the truth is he sent his son for his glory. His glory and his reward is you and I. This is huge. It's for you and I. It's for God's glory, not my own. Romans 10, 10 through 15 says this, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring with your faith that you are saved. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are all the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. We are saved by believing in your heart that you are made right with him, that God, Jesus, died on the cross for us, that he made us right, and it is by openly declaring with your faith that you are saved. Confess with your mouth, believe with your heart. You are saved. Come on, amen? And let me tell you who this message is for. It's not just for this, it's not slave nor more free or, or, or Jew or Gentile. It's not black or white. It's not Republican or Democrat. God's grace, his goodness, Jesus Christ is for everyone. This is huge, church. God doesn't shower his grace more on one side or the other, right or left. He desires for all to come to know who he is, for everyone to be saved. And the best part is, is we get to steward in that. He calls us as into the commission for each one of us who knows him. Come on, amen? And this is the hardest part. Because for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him? Verse 14. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? See, the truth is, churches, you and I are sent by the grace of God. We understand that we are, are, are imperfect, that we are broken people, but God's grace makes us whole through Jesus Christ. And it empowers us to walk in that fullness as a son, as a daughter, as a co-heir in Christ. And he calls us ambassadors for his kingdom. 
and we're ambassadors for the kingdom, we get to steward the love and the grace of God, and it stirs hearts to go in and transform because the truth is, is I don't save anybody, you don't save anybody, only Jesus saves. But we get to carry the message of Christ. That's grace. Let me just tell you right now, our president, Donald Trump, needs grace. Absolutely. Joe Biden needs grace. I need grace. And when we can be able to see the grace of God over somebody else, it doesn't allow us to see with our opinionated minds. It doesn't allow us to see through the lens of man. It allows us to see through the lens of Jesus and see that Christ died for them as they were still sinners and his grace is sufficient and he wants to capture their heart with the full knowledge of the love of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Facebook doesn't need another opinion. No, I'm serious. I have never once, ever, ever seen somebody argue on Facebook and say, holy cow, you opened my eyes. I completely see a different way. What it does is it brings such division there is no room for unity. We are more about what we're against than what we are for, and we've allowed our battles to be against flesh and not of spirit. The Holy Spirit is empowering us to walk in kingdom, to bring kingdom here on earth because we're indwelled with the feeling of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, and we are ambassadors for that. And we allow the grace to fill us and to send us and to steward us, then that's the lens we see through. Is a kingdom heart, a kingdom mindset, kingdom eyes, and we see people as Jesus sees them, broken. Jesus said, it isn't the, the, the well or the healthy that need healing. It is the sick and the broken. Stop trying to share your opinions and your stats with everybody to change their minds. Share Jesus. And let me tell you, if we steward God's grace, and it's just an overflow from our heart, of where God's grace and knowing that we need grace over us, guess what? God's grace is attractive. God's grace is desirable. It is. We see it over and over again. Literally, the whole Bible is filled of stories of God's grace. From Adam and Eve to Moses to Abraham to David to Solomon. All the way through you and I, to your neighbor, they need Jesus. So I want, I want to share a video with you. We had a, a, one of our missionaries stop by this week, and he shared a story with me over the last six months of COVID and how it completely disrupted their plans. Guys, just check this out for a minute. Hi, my name is Josh Engel. Uh, we're missionaries with Disciple Nations and Youth with a Mission, or YWAM. And Matt asked me to share a testimony of God's uh, graciousness or God's grace in our lives. And so I just want to give a little bit of history on this story. But about a year ago, the Lord told uh, my wife and I to sell our home and join Youth with a Mission. And so that's exactly what we did. And when the Lord told us to do it from when we started what we called Discipleship Training School, we had 40 days to sell our home, go through our stuff, and raise a bunch of funds. And God did exactly that. And so last year we did a discipleship training school with the hope and mindset of going to the Czech Republic and starting ministries there uh, under the guise of Youth with a Mission, partnering with Disciple Nations. 
And so we thought we we're already set to go the end of last year and the Lord asked us to do another school. And so we said, okay, we'll do that because the point of the school was to train us to pioneer YWAM ministries. And so while we're in this school, COVID broke out and that created all sorts of complications in regards to us planning and getting to the Czech Republic. In fact, about two or so weeks ago, we found out that we probably wouldn't be able to get to the Czech Republic until January. And um, my first thought was I was kind of upset about that and asking, what are you doing? We have sold things. About a week ago, we found out that in order to start training schools with YWAM and other countries, and Europe is where we want to go and do this, you first have to staff what they call a discipleship training school or DTS. And we had no clue about that till about a week or two ago. And so about last week, we were asking the Lord, is there a way you can open a door while we're waiting to get into Europe for us to staff a training school so that when we go to Europe, we'll have all the tools necessary. Well, God has been so gracious to us because not only are we trying to figure that piece out, but while we've been here this summer, my wife had a medical issue we had to get worked out and she was able to get surgery and get completely healed up. And she's in fact completely healed up as of this week. And this week we got a phone call from the Kansas City YWAM base and they asked us if we wanted to staff their discipleship training school starting in the fall. And so the neat thing about this is while we're waiting and asking the Lord, what are you asking us to do in the season? Why did you hurry up and get us so prepared and ready to go so fast, yet we can't go anywhere? Really what he was doing was making sure that all along we had all the training we need to do everything he's calling us to do in Europe. And so I just wanna one, thank you guys for praying for us. I wanna let you guys know, if you are interested in hearing more about our ministry, we have prayer cards in the foyer that you guys can pick up. And thank you guys for your support and prayers. It's because of you guys that we are able to do this ministry. Man, Josh is such an awesome dude. If you guys know, their family is incredible. This week, he stopped by, and he just starts sharing with me all these things. And I, I just said, man, that is an incredible testament of God's grace. And sometimes we think of these massive stories or these testimonies, but isn't it beautiful God's grace is always at work? Josh's story, literally, last year we helped them pack up their house in Goddard, Kansas, sell all of their possessions, go get their training to go do something they thought was going to do in the Czech Republic, and they go and get their training, all of a sudden COVID happens, they get sent back here. You, the health condition that they had is, um, Stacy, um, Josh's wife had a gallbladder, 1% of her gallbladder was working and would have had massive infection and they would have had to come back if they went during that time. Not only that, but they would have shown up to Europe, not had the proper training, wouldn't have been able to do what they thought they were going to be able to do is run a discipleship training school in the Czech Republic. But because of God's grace that goes before us, it sends them back home, gives them a season of rest, a season of healing, and allows them to get the training they need, and then opens the door to, for, for this, they can go and do the thing, to, to practice it, to walk in it, in Kansas City, so that they can go and do the thing. Like, God is always at work. We don't always see it. We hear it, we sing about it, of me preaching in front of Reliance Community. But the truth is, is like, I'm thankful God didn't just show me a picture of me preaching in front of Reliance Community Church, because I would have ran, just truth. I would have been like, that's, that's not me. 16 years old, at 18 years old, I would have been like, I'm not a public speaker. English is my worst subject. I'm not writing those sermons. But God's grace isn't 
It's for his glory. <laughs> Scripture tells us that God isn't being slow to his promise and coming back, but he's being patient for our sake. He's being patient for our sake so that we can all have the opportunity to know Jesus as Savior. Church, I'm so thankful for God's grace in my life that covers every weakness, every brokenness, every area that I fall short. I'm thankful that God's grace is so powerful that his grace covers me and fills me. And because I'm made for eternity, I have a kingdom mindset and his grace stirs me to the gospel message. You and I are partners, co-heirs, brothers and sisters, the same father that has commissioned us with the good news. Sometimes we get off track. Sometimes we get, what I feel like God's done in my life over the last six months is what Aaron said last week, is begin to prune the things that are flesh, prune the things that are of earthly mindset and allow me to speak courage and grace into people's lives. What if, instead of judging the person we disagree with or, or them over here and us over there, if we cross that line and introduce them to Jesus by stewarding the grace of God. So I'm gonna ask you to stand today. I'm gonna do something. Can we turn the house lights off a little bit? I just feel like God wants to remind us of his grace. So Lord, we just wait on you. Thank you for every, God, every heart in this room. Father, we just, just yes. God, we, we just say thank you for your grace. I want to challenge you with three questions, and I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes. Maybe you just need to receive this for yourself, but do you know that you know that you know that God's grace is sufficient for you? Maybe you feel like you've failed. Maybe you're struggling with something, a sin, or, or something that you feel like you've strived and you, every effort, and you just can't conquer it. Do you believe God's grace covers you and is sufficient for you? The next question is, have you allowed the grace of God to empower the way you live? Is it guiding your steps? Is it filled with every ounce of your being that you are overflowing the grace of God and stewarding? And that's the last question. Are you stewarding and showing God's grace in everything you do? Father, today we come before you and we just stop and say, thank you. Thank you for creating us. God, thank you for making us. God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. God, we thank you for the air that we breathe today. We serve it. God, we thank you for the roofs over our heads, the jobs that you provide. We thank you for the community that we get to do life with. God, we thank you for undeserved favor today. Lord, we thank you that your grace has so much power that you've already called us victorious. <laughs> God, we thank you that you have empowered us to win, to conquer, to be courageous. 
And Lord, we thank you that you have called us to be co-heirs and, and commissioned us with the good news of Jesus Christ to steward your grace and your love, to be a light into the world in a city on a hill. God, thank you that we carry in our ambassadors of the name of Jesus Christ. So Lord, I pray for any who just doesn't feel like grace is enough, Lord, conquer that lie today. God, I pray that you would empower us, not by our efforts, by working harder or any of those things, but we would just walk in your grace. Let it fill your church. Let it flow from your church. And God, we pray your glory known in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing this song together. And I just, I encourage you, no, nobody else in this room, let's just give God the praise he's due and sing of his amazing grace. Come on. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.